This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Spotlight on eWomen, the place for everything eWomen Network. Entrepreneur, enterprising, enlightening, and exciting. Please welcome your eWoman host, Phyllis Smith. Hello, everybody. Yes, this is Phyllis Smith, and welcome to Spotlight on eWomen Network. So, I have a little story to tell you, a little bedtime story. When I first had children, I worked as a freelance television news producer for the network. So my work was precarious and scattered. It was on purpose because I wanted to be able to be home with my kids. I could also turn down work if I wanted. I did go to work full time, however, for financial reasons at one point when my firstborn, my daughter, was 11 months old. And I literally, I swear, I literally, literally created a shrine to my daughter at my desk with pictures and memorabilia. And I set strong limits with my employers about leaving on time. I mean, I was, I, I was really feeling a lot of guilt uh, when I went to work uh, full time. Um, and when that limit was broken, I called my boss out on it. And subsequently, I was fired. And then my nanny wasn't any help. She said my daughter needed her mommy. So happily, I stayed home and freelanced uh, continuously, freelanced sporadically, had another child, my son, and went back to work full time when my daughter went to kindergarten. But of course, I was the one who still had the guilt, you know, perpetually uh, guilty mother who I was, who made sure I was room mom and involved as much as possible in their lives during their elementary school years. Um, really trying to juggle everything. And I wouldn't change that. I mean, I, I feel that, that, you know, to to be there for them as much as possible is important. But I, I would give up the guilt, you know. That's another story. So, and I know I'm not alone. And the latest uh, labor statistics from the U.S. Department of Labor shows that 70% of mothers with children under 18 are in the workforce. Uh, 64% of working mothers have children under the age of six, and 57% have children under the age of one. So, look, you all know it's stressful enough to be a parent. Add the stresses of work and top that off with guilt, and you've got a big emotional mess on your hands. So, I'm so excited to introduce you to one of our newest hosts on EWN Radio Network, Sable Badaki. Her show is called Working Mom Mentor. And let me tell you, this woman has had quite a commute in her life as a working mom. She traveled back and forth to Ethiopia from the U.S. while maintaining a loving marriage and raising teenagers. Her email signature is loving my job without guilt. So she is here to give you ease uh, and give you ease in your mind about being a working mom and offer some tips on how to do it all well. So Sable, thank you so much for being here. Where were you 23 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, slaving it away, not realizing it and doing it with a lot of guilt. Well, thanks so much for having me, Phyllis. I'm excited to be here. Well, uh, you are badly needed, for sure. So first of all, you have an an incredible story. So tell us your story as a working mom. How did you manage commuting to Ethiopia, raising children, and nurturing your marriage? (laughs) 
Well, um, I um, I do HR consulting and was living in Nigeria and got this uh, fantastic opportunity to consult. And so I first, my community started out from uh, Nigeria to Ethiopia, and that wasn't too bad. It was a six-hour flight. Uh, the time difference wasn't too much, and really they didn't require me to be on site that much. So that was really exciting. Moved to the U.S., and then uh, the assignment now took on a whole new life. I was required to be there a lot more. The commute definitely got a lot longer. Um, now we're talking about a 12-and-a-half-hour uh, commute to get there. So it was an assignment that I absolutely positively loved. And I was able to not only just shape the lives of the people who I was working with, but actually begin to see a culture change. And so when you're doing something so meaningful, it's a little bit difficult to just walk away. So it's a lot more than just the money you're talking about, but you are really uh, impacting lives. You're seeing a change. So I had this, a fantastic time just doing the work that I was doing. While it was not an easy um, task, it was definitely with the support of my uh, husband and the support of my children, uh, encouraging me to go ahead and do it, which I always tell, you know, all of working moms and various clients I work with, it is so important to have a very good support system. You can never, ever, you know, think anything that any support system is too small and a support system is never too large. So, first of all, what exactly did you do? What, 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 that, what was your work? So, human resource consulting. So, I create strategies for uh, the largest employer in Ethiopia, human resource strategies, everything from performance management to succession planning, employee engagement, uh, learning and development, recruitment. So I was responsible for creating strategies. So that was the very first assignment. After I created the strategies, they now said, okay, now implement them. And that's when the long term came where I needed to be on ground. Mm. And so it's, it's a great work. Now, when you said you felt you were changing lives, how so? So the culture there is very uh, passive-aggressive, and so they have a lot of things to say, but they're very polite, so they don't necessarily will say them. And so when we first started out, we would see that we would ask questions, they would kind of just look at you, they were not ready to voice their opinion, because it's so important for them to be seen in another person's eyes as smart and um, intelligent, and so they were afraid to ask questions because they would feel that they would now start to lose faith. Um, so what we now saw as the years have gone by is that, one, they're very engaged. They ask questions. They're, they're challenging one another, which they didn't do before. They would not challenge someone. When someone said something, uh, whether they agree or disagree, they would never say anything. Now they're challenging people. Um, mm. They are more assertive. They're more confident. Um, because we're um, working with an HR, they're speaking the language. They're more in tune to their business strategy. They had no idea five years ago what the vision of the bank was or the mission. Now they're able to articulate that. So we're seeing there that there's a whole shift. And so they're taking our culture not only for their employer, but they're taking it outside their home. So I hear stories um, where I have these exercises where they go out and basically I tell them, you know what? The most important people to you are in your home. So go out and 
you know, do this exercise. And what we did was we went out and laid on the ground for a few minutes and then took a selfie about them. And they came back. And, of course, that is so, you know, for them, who are, it's very important not to be seen to do something like that where they were mm-hmm. drawing attention to themselves. And so they did it, and they came back, and they kind of said, I said, how was it? They were like, it was so liberating. It was so nice to do something and didn't care what anyone else thought. And that's the first step of being bold. Mm. So you're all about being bold. I can see that, and and, uh, to help (laughs) others do the same. That's great. Now, let me ask you, uh, before we, you you mentioned that it's how important it is to have a, a strong support system. So tell me how your family, when you say your husband and your children support you, how does your, in what way specifically are they supporting you? Now, my husband, uh, let me just backtrack, is from Nigeria. So he is not your tradition, you know, he's not your modern American kind of husband. So this is, this is a big leap for him because I know a lot of women sometimes, and, you know, they say, oh, well, that's because you're a husband. So my husband is a Nigerian where gender roles are very, very strong and still strongly played out to this day, traditional gender roles. Um, so he supported me in basically saying, go. This is what you want to do. Go. Don't worry about what's happening at home. You do what you need to do. You go ahead and do your job. And so you need that support. You need to be able to go and do your job, love what you're doing without coming back home and someone has a sour face or they're they're letting you know how your presence was so missed and how your children really needed you and how otherwise we're here when you were not here and other mothers were present. So when you have that kind of conversation, when you come back from something exciting, it would just kill it. But so my mm-hmm. husband was very supportive in asking me what was going on, how's it going, even, you know, we discussed different assignments. And my children, the same thing. My children um, are very supportive. One of the things that touched me the most, my daughter gave me a book, and it said for radical ideas, and that was just mm-hmm. like a little notebook. And inside she wrote on handwriting that this book is for you, for you to continue to create radical ideas to change the lives of women. And Mm. so that kind of support shows that she gets it. She understands the work that I'm doing. She understands the importance of it and that kind of support. So that's how, you know, my, my children have really been supportive and also doing what they need to do. So as parents, we train them. Go ahead. I was going to say, so you finish. Go ahead. I was just going to say, as parents, we train them what they, to show them what they need to do, and a lot of times we're afraid to release them in doing what they need to do. And so uh, I had the great opportunity of, real, of not only just training my children but of releasing them in independence and actually see them walk into the values that I have established for them. And your daughter, you have a son and a daughter or two girls? I have two girls, a 16-year-old and soon to be an 18-year-old. Okay, so you two girls now, what are they learning that they're going to take with them? I mean, look, the, the power of what you're doing by them seeing you being the role model that you are. And then now they're going to take what they've seen and they will continue to do that as well. So I think some of the most valuable lessons I hear is, you know, from our conversations, 
are one, they realize that working as a you know as a mom is something that can be done. They also understand that there's no you know that there's so many career opportunities out there. So they're looking at things from a different perspective as opposed to I have to when I graduate from university go and get a job and work nine to five and um, so they realize that there are so many different dynamics for a relationship. There's so many different uh, career opportunities, and everything doesn't have to be done the way your neighbor is doing it. I think they've kind of walked away with that. They also um, are not afraid to be different. So they're learning that, you know, it's okay that I don't look like everyone else, I don't speak like everyone else, um, and I'm not doing like everyone else. So they're they're learning to be okay with different and really for women to be leaders you have to be okay with being different that's what you know if we're trying to be the same then you're not going to stand out and so you'll just kind of get caught in the mix so I think they're they're really learning that and I think uh, they're also learning that we have a saying in my house that I'm not a single parent and their dad's not a step parent and so <laughs> they're learning that men have a major role to play. Their dad has a major role to play in raising them. And so that is just not the responsibility of the mom, but that is the responsibility of both parents. I'm not a single parent and your dad's not a step-parent. That is very profound. And um, (laughs) it is. I mean, because it... It, you, I know exactly what you mean. If if you treat your dad like a step parent, then you're then, or if he thinks he's a step parent, or feels that way, he's not going to be as engaged. So, did he work? Does he work? Yeah. So my husband, and that's that's the challenging part. My husband is also an entrepreneur who also travels for work a lot outside of the country, and so it's also a matter of balancing our schedules. Just you know, balancing our schedules when he's in the country and. Um, making sure that I'm in the country when he's not. And, you know, so it, it's, it's a real juggle. And people are always asking um, that, well, how, you know, how is that working for your marriage? Because, you know, my husband's traveling and I'm traveling. We have kids. And, and I always tell them it's not the quantity of time, but it's the quality. And that's one of the things, really, that I trust, you know, a lot of times when I'm working with other working moms, don't worry about spending five hours with your child straight. It's about what you're doing in that time. And so it's the same thing with my husband. So I always tell people, when I'm home, I am totally in. I'm home. Mm. Um, you know, I'm there with my children. We're doing everything together. We're going out together. I'm doing things with my spouse. And some of the things that we, we kind of always look for the big moment. Mm. But some of the things that we can just do, like just go into the grocery store just running to the mall together. If I have uh, any uh, networking opportunities or any meetings I'm going to, I find ways to involve my children, either to take them with me or to discuss them beforehand. All of these are building great opportunities for you to to build that relationship with your child and with your spouse. All right, Sable, we're going to have to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to find out what is the single biggest challenge for working moms today? And also get some tips for you on how to how to do it all. So so far we're getting okay. we're getting some we're getting some of it. So I uh, look forward to hearing more of that. So we just got a short break. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. 
One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Most people know UPS, but did you know we offer expert advice and time-saving tools for startups? I have a big idea, and now I have big decisions to make. We can help you get there. Startups need all the help we can get. Talk with our experts and find technology that can help you automate tasks so you can do more, faster. To grow, I need help saving time and money. Have a one-on-one consultation with a specialist at no cost, and our shipping and tracking tools are free as well. I want to be more efficient and streamline operations. You can even sign up for UPS Smart Pickup, which will automatically notify a driver whenever you create a shipment online. Wow, so I can spend more time focusing on the big picture? You focus on your business while we take care of the logistics. Putting more energy toward my dreams? That would be huge. Get expert advice for your growing business. See how at ups.com slash startups. I love logistics. We're back. This is Spotlight on E-Women with Phyllis Smith. And welcome back. Um, having this really powerful conversation, um, learning so much from Sable Badaki. Sable is... Uh, uh, the host of Working Mom Mentor on the EWN Radio Network. And you can listen to her show on Mondays at on Mondays uh, at five o'clock central. And that's when a new show will be released every week. So Mondays at five o'clock. And uh, if you go to EWNRadioNetwork.com, you can listen to all of her uh, shows that she has. She's fairly new to us, and we're just so excited to have her because she talks about a topic that so many of us uh, uh, go through, especially the community of eWomen Network, which supports women entrepreneurs and so many uh, women uh, and moms become entrepreneurs because uh, they, you know, they want to spend time with their kids. But the truth is, is to be a successful entrepreneur, uh, you've got to put a lot of time of it in it. So there's no such thing as there's no real freedom, so to speak. It's just really about managing and a stable, uh, managing your time. And as Sable uh, said uh, in our first segment that uh, it's not about quantity time with your children, it's about quality time. So if you travel a lot like she does and her husband travels, uh, when she's home, she's all in. Those were Sable's words, she's all in. Uh, But Sable, still the biggest challenge for women working moms today is guilt. 
So did you experience that at any time? And if so, how did you overcome it? And what, how would you advise, would, how would you advise working moms to get over it? (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish we could just take a pill in the morning and just, you know, and then we'll be guilt free. You know, this is a guilt free pill, but yes, guilt is one of the things that we as working moms really, really struggle with. I mean, when they're first, born and we drop them off at daycare as little infants or when they're toddlers and they turn back to us and grab our legs and say, no, I don't want to stay here. Or, um, you know, those tears and those uh, sad faces when we leave them, it really becomes a heart-wrenching experience. Or if we miss some events that we really wanted to be a part of because of work, you know, we start to feel horrible. So one of the things I've kind of learned is in my own life, I've kind of decided of what's important for me, where I must be. Certain events I will never miss, and what events can I miss? And that mm-hmm. has allowed me to really deal with the guilt. So um, I, I think I say one of my daughters is 17. She's about to graduate. And, um, of course, seniors have so many activities that they have going on in their last year. And so I made a conscious decision this year to just kind of scale back on my traveling because I wanted to be there for the planning. I wanted to be there for the activities I wanted to be a part of. Now, I cannot be a part of every activity, and I don't think I need to be a part of every activity. So for senior week, I I was not here. And uh, we planned over the phone. You know, that's the beauty of technology now. And that's some of the Mm. things that we need to really tap into. You know, I always tell my clients, Use technology for your advantage. It's not just for the office. So we FaceTime, we WhatsApp, we looked at all the costumes together for that entire week. You know, we mm-hmm. discussed there's a day where you decorate their entire locker with all kinds of memories, and we had a wealth of memories. And we mm-hmm. used that to decorate her locker, and I did that before I left. So she was not a, a student who got to her locker and was the only senior that did not have anything. So I, I made sure that was done for her. But I didn't need to be there to see her get dressed up as an M&M, and I didn't need to be there to see her dress up one day as a librarian. But I did need to be there when she got dressed for prom, and I was home for that. And so dealing with the guilt, one of the important things for you to do is kind of decide what's important to you, what's important to your family, and realize that some of the things that we think are so important to our children are really not. And find out from them what where they need you to be at a particular time. And when you mm-hmm. do realize that, some of the guilt, I think, is self-inflicted because we're yeah. feeling guilty about things that our kids don't even care about. Uh, we're feeling guilty about not being in meetings or part of a things at work that really are not going to promote our career any further. So it's identifying what's important and what's not important. Would you say also to determine what's important for the family that it's a family conversation? Like you sit down, did you sit down with your girls and say, okay, so here's, here's, here's what we've got. This is, I'm going to be, I've got this job. I'm going to be needing to be here at this time and this time, but I want to talk to you about what matters to you. And then I'm going to see if I could make it work. I mean, do you have that conversation? So I would love to say we have like this formal conversation, but we, we're constantly talking. So I think mm. it comes out in that. So we are constantly talking about it, and then we have a rule in our family of a 72-hour calendar rule. 
anything you want to do with me, I need to have a minimum of a 72-hour notice. Mm-hmm. And that is also, it's not just for me, but it's also teaching them time management skills. It's teaching them about organizing and scheduling themselves. So it's teaching them time management skills. So with that, it allows me also to see what's planned out for the year. And mm-hmm. from our own conversations of always spending time together, I get to hear what's important to them and what's not really so important to them. So I knew that prom was one of those things I had to be to. Sure. When my children were smaller, I never missed a birthday. So I was still working in corporate then when they were toddlers, but I never missed a birthday. I was always at the daycare center in the afternoon with the cake, with the hat, with the goodie bag, because that was important. For me, mm-hmm. that was a very important event, and I just scheduled it on my calendar in the office. I blocked out that time. I didn't put today's my daughter's birthday. I'm not going to be around, but I basically scheduled it as a, mo- a meeting that could not be moved. Mm-hmm. So the us understanding what our own values and what's a priority. Yeah. You, uh, you, there's a study out uh, that shows that working moms are achieving a lot more in their careers, but they're not necessarily happier. What's that about? Um, so, yeah, so they're getting, you know, we can say, you know, we want to move up the corporate ladder, we want to smash the glass ceiling, and we're doing that. But we're doing that, and but we're still having the chatter in our air that we're not good enough. Mm. And so while we're doing that, we're not feeling excited about this promotion because you rocked it out at work. You are getting the, the movement that you like to see in your career or, you know, in your business. It's growing. And when you're sharing that information with other people who don't quite get you, they say things to you like, but... You miss, you know, you, you're never a field trip mom. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so what? I'm never a field trip mom. However, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what? I can create my own field trip with my children and take them. Can you do that? No, because you don't have the finances, but I do. So it's about mm-hmm. being able to know exactly what's making you happy. So that guilt is even affecting us as we're going up the corporate ladder. We're not able to enjoy what we're achieving because we're still feeling guilty that am I doing it at the expense of my children? Am I doing it at the expense of my family? And only you can answer that question. And that's why I always go back to understanding what your priorities are and what's important to you and what's important to your family. You have to do that. So any client that I work with, that is the very first thing we do. We identify what's important to you and what's important to your family. And not understanding the value of a working mom. The working mom's value, not only to society financially, but also the emotional value, how her daughters are going to be better earners, salary earners, once they actually get into the work field, how their sons are more responsible. These are some of the benefits of being a working mom that we tend to not really pay attention to or get acknowledged for. It's a tough, it's a tough road, but uh, what you're saying, I swear, I'm telling you, I wish you were around 23 years ago when my daughter was born. <laughs> and I think you bring up something very important, how, how women, there is sort of this, I don't know if it's just a gender thing or we just don't feel we're good enough. And to me, that's where the guilt comes from. It's a very inner a psychological feeling that we're not good enough. So if we're not home with their, our kids, see, we're not good. Enough. We're not good parents. Um, 
You know, if we're working, we're never good enough at, at work. So we have to keep struggling to do better at work. But even when we get, as you say, get that promotion, we're still not good enough. Oh, but wait, I've got children at home and I'm not because it's psychologically and maybe it's from our ancestors and we haven't outgrown it yet. Maybe it's it's in our DNA until it's not in our DNA anymore, until there's enough women out there like you who's changing the world and changing the way we see things. Um, and, uh, and, and that's the key is to have more women like you and your daughters. And by the way, my daughter is, is working and a very hard worker and, and, uh, and she's amazing. And, um, I'm proud of, of her and my son too. He's still in college. So, uh, but he's very responsible, but listen, I can't go on anymore because we're running out of time. How can people reach you, uh, besides your show, uh, again, that's eWomenNetworkRadio.com, Working Mom Mentors. Check it out. You can check out all of our other hosts and become a host if you have a message you want to get out and change the world. Uh, but if people want to, uh, you know, want to work with you as well, how did that? How so does that happen? At SheWorksNow.com, and that's She Works S H E W O R K S. N O W dot com. And so you can she, just reach the uh hmm? she works now dot com. And if you just go to that uh website, you can go ahead and download. I have there the habit of a rock star working mom and you can access that and immediately you'll have eight things that you can jump in and start doing daily to make sure that you can work guilt free. Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much, Sable. This was eye-opening, to say the least. And uh, I'm so happy to have you part of our network and sharing your message and changing the world as you are. So thank you so much. Until next time. Time's up for now. If you want more enlightening conversations that could change your life, visit EWNRadioNetwork.com. This is the EWN Radio Network.